Welcome, I'm Julie Daly, and this is Awakening Arrows, the podcast that is an invitation to deep creativity. Together, we'll expand our understanding of Eros and explore the power of life, desire, and joyous expression. Come, join me. Hi, this is Julie. Welcome back to Awakening Eros. This is episode eight. And in this episode, I'm going to talk a bit about voice, Eros and voice. A voice as the way that we as human beings express what's within us. So it can be voice like I'm using here to speak to you, like you speak with. But also on a larger scale, it's voice as a word that points to all the ways we express. And so this sense of voice and eros, if you've, if you've listened to previous episodes of Awakening Eros, I've talked a bit about Joseph Campbell's bliss and the push out of your own existence. And I've spoken of this, um, this life force within us that desires and longs to be expressed. It's that inner voice, the inner source of our creativity. And it, it really does move from within us. And so the learning here for all of us as human beings, um, to a greater or lesser degree, is to come back into contact with this inner voice, is to uh, re rediscover it, reconnect with it, to hear it, to listen for it, to hear it, and then to learn to trust it, and then to learn to speak it, um, to draw it, to paint it, to dance it, to move it, to touch with it. Longfellow wrote, The human voice is the organ of the soul. The human voice is the organ of the soul. And the more you come into contact with it and the more you begin to trust it, you begin to speak from a deeper place within you than up up in your head. Um, It might be your heart. It might be your belly. It might be your pelvis. It might be your thighs. But it's a deeper place within you uh, from which this inner voice flows. And to me, this is one of the most important things that we can um, manifest right now. I don't know if manifest is the right word, but I'll use it until I find a a better word for it. Um, But this relationship, this relationship with the voice within us, um, between the voice within us and that part of us that then knows how to communicate, how to bring that voice forward into the world. So our our powerful um, mind that can learn to listen to the inner voice. For most of us right now, our mind doesn't want to listen to it. It just wants to to pretend it's not there. Because for many of us, we are afraid to actually hear this inner voice. We don't even remember what this inner voice is. And 
We can make up all sorts of scary things about what it might say. But in my own personal life, um, what was really frightening me more um, were the ways that I had told myself there was something wrong with this voice and something wrong with me. But as I've gone deeper and deeper into the journey of hearing the voice and learning to trust it, um, the fear comes out of the fact that we can't really see what it's going to say. It comes out of the darker, more mysterious realm. And by dark, I don't mean bad. I just mean unseen. And, and so it takes a kind of learning to trust that what is within us is beautiful. What is within us um, has something very, very important to share with the world. What is within us is the soul. It's, it's the truth of who we are. And, and so this turning of our rational uh, mind that can communicate what this inner voice has to say, that the turning of it toward the soul, toward the inner voice, toward the source of creativity is the crucial piece so that it can begin to trust, it can begin to hear, and then it can learn to communicate this voice. I want to tell a story about um, a time when I was teaching at Stanford, continuing studies, teaching a course called Creativity and Leadership that I taught there for 10 years with a wonderful colleague. And... uh, my colleague in this particular class, um, we wanted to look at the things in the business world that might keep creativity from flourishing within the organization. And so we broke the class up that evening, and I took all the women to one side of the room, and then he worked with the men on the other side of the room. And we just started uh, asking questions, you know, what gets in the way of creativity in your in your organization? And for the women, it was, uh, well, what came up, what came up, and this was fascinating, was that as we began to explore this, one woman raised her hand and she said she realized that this was like week seven, maybe, of our 10-week course in the fall quarter. And she realized at that point that what got in the way of her creativity was the uh, way she had to translate her voice. She was realizing she had to translate her voice as it comes out naturally as as who she is, how she embodies womanhood, um, into something that, she said, men and the organizational culture. So I would imagine that also, I mean, in some ways we, when we're in an organization, we sort of learn to see through the lens of the culture. So I think more of what she was trying to say was that we learned to translate into a more masculine voice that the culture will listen to and will deem to be more uh, intelligent and uh, worthy of listening to and perhaps even putting into... um, into, into manifestation in, in some way within the organization. 
But the, the realization was that she was translating and that within the translating of the voice, so much was being lost because her mind was trying to understand how to turn what was wanting to be said and that was carrying a lot of uh, nuance from her uh, experience as a woman, was trying to figure out how to put that into something that would be more valuable, and so much was was being cut away. And then what happened, which was really amazing, was that as she said this out loud, so many of the other women's eyes lit up. Not all of them, but many of them lit up and went, oh my gosh, I do that too. And they had never realized that, that they were translating. And so I offer that here because we're all doing that in some way, oftentimes in a relationship where it doesn't feel safe to actually say what the inner voice really wants to say. We'll translate. We'll translate into something that feels more, like it'll be more acceptable. Or... Perhaps the truth that wants to come out from the inner voice um, gets translated into a lot of anger because we don't know how to actually share something so vulnerable. And so we, we can sense there's something vulnerable and powerful within us wanting to be shared, but the, our voice of fear um, might come out with anger or might come out with sadness or grief, or might come out with blame. But the point here is that um, there is this inner voice, and it's a journey learning to hear it, uh, trust it, and then be able to speak it or express it without changing it in some way. Right? Without changing it in some way so that we lose the essence and the genius of this inner voice. And so if you're, if you're in a leadership role and you're finding it um, difficult to say what you know you must say and you find yourself shying away from it, there's some things you can do. And I'll share those here. So one of the things that helps us to find the courage to speak what really wants to be shared, what we know we must at some point, is to find a way to settle more deeply into ourselves. And that means settling more into the body, you know, coming out of the fearful place that our mind can, that we can feel when we're inhabiting our mind, coming down into the body, down into the heart, down into the belly, down into the pelvis, down into the legs, even down into the chair you're sitting on, even down into um, the earth, so to speak, so that you're more grounded, you have a sense of being here and belonging here. And in just that act, you start to, you actually not only um, come closer to the source of the inner voice, but you then ground yourself into a kind of presence that can hold the space for this inner voice to be spoken with more courage and compassion, which is crucial. Because when you speak this inner voice, when you speak your voice and express it into the world, and here I'm, I'm talking about uh, 
the voice itself, um, it comes out much more powerfully and it comes out much more accessibly when you're not trying to get somebody else to um, agree with you, right? When people feel like they have the permission and you're giving them the space to really hear what you're saying and you're not like there's no kind of manipulation saying you need to you need to agree with me here there's no power trying to be pushed onto them um they can take it in with more ease and so this inner voice is the power from within and when you speak from this powerful place within you when you're grounded and the voice is this creative voice that is the true power in every human being, it becomes, it, it's a kind of generative power. Rather than a power over um, that wants to somehow get somebody else to feel less powerful, it's an invitation in, for somebody else that's listening to sit back and take it in and learn to do something with it, right? Um, that's a whole different conversation, but uh, as we're talking about this power from within, it's really, it's really crucial that the voice that you that you can sit within your own self, you know, come back and sit within your own self. So that's what that practice is: to sit within yourself and to speak what's true. And it's very simple in a lot of ways, but it's not necessarily easy. But as I've had my own process and journey with this and worked with so many different people from lots of different walks of life, from students at Stanford to people who lost loved ones in 9-11 to the Sandy Hook community, um, to many women leaders around the world, um, what I know to be true is that this is what we long for. I mean, of course it is, right? If the, if the voice is the organ of the soul. And by soul, I don't mean anything religious. I mean the truth of your being. If your voice is how that comes into the world and the only way it can, then of course the truth of our being is longing to be expressed into the world. And that's that longing you feel deep within you. Um, to have this voice expressed. And there are steps that you can follow that will guide you to do this, that will return your conscious mind back to its proper place of um, aiding this voice to come forth rather than blocking it. So what else do I want to say here? Because I have um, introduced a lot here. You know, um, as I tell the story about the women and the men in my class, um, I think what I want to bring in is this piece of compassion. Is that in a more masculine-centric culture and in a more masculine, and I don't mean male necessarily, I just mean more of a way of seeing things, um, organizational culture, everybody's voice has been affected. Everybody's inner voice and inner sense of power has been affected. 
And for all of us, when we are cut off from this voice within us and when we don't have the joy of expressing it, we all suffer. And so by bringing in the the sort of gendered nature of that story, I don't mean to imply that men aren't struggling with this same thing. So if you're a man listening, notice that um, there might be a longing within you that really wants to hear what this inner voice is saying and, and wants to learn how to listen to other people's voices without um, cutting them off. That's true for all of us. We all learn to cut off somebody's speech, right? Because we want to be right because we might be afraid of what they're going to say. But this inner voice, the soul, is true for all of us. And in some way, we've all learned to translate. We've had to learn to translate because the culture isn't representative of the deep, compassionate, creative, resilient nature of a soul that is embodied as a human being. And to me, that's the direction we're going. We're going toward a culture where all of us can speak this voice. So I hope this has been helpful. I'll continue to talk more about this in future episodes. Uh, For now, this is Julie at Awakening Eros, and thanks again for tuning in. This is Julie Daly on Awakening Eros.